This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. 
So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Old theme song. Couldn't find the latest one or just one? Does that make that flashback Friday? Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Tom will be back with you on Monday. He is currently out in Las Vegas with the KQ Morning Show. Uh, filling in, I'm Dave Schrader in studio with me from the House of Comedy this weekend. Friday night, 7.30 and 9.45 show. Saturday, 7 and 9.30, we have Josh Wolf. Josh, welcome. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. New digs. I haven't been to the new digs. Well, it's good yeah. to have you in here. There's that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, so we can get it. We've done that yeah. so many times on the air. People don't even. People Josh, don't even hear it anymore. I, I'm kind of curious. The new digs, guys. The new digs. Yeah. You can hear the coffee. You maker. can hear yeah. it's right behind. <laughs> it's always good to put it right behind the guest yeah. so that we get the. The full blast. Yeah, the um, old place was a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, there was another room for little, the coffee maker. Yeah. yeah, this one, the coffee maker's right. You you get it. I know you've been in and have talked to Tom before, so this is kind of new for you and I to get to know each other. Yeah, so yeah. Um, how many fingers can you fit up your own ass? Uh, I will tell you how many. It depends which hand. Okay. Okay. Good. So, so uh, yeah. And did, it, and did I clip my nails? These are things we all have to figure out before we do that. Are you from uh, Are you from California? Originally? I'm from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I from Massachusetts. I went to college in Texas, and I started stand up in Seattle. And then I went and finished when I figured I was ready for LA, and then I moved down there. But for me, I wanted to. I wanted to see everything mm-hmm. so I could figure out where I wanted to live. Right. I wanted to meet all different types of people. And so I figured uh, Massachusetts, Texas, Seattle, California, I was kind of touching all the bases. Yep. Most of them. Most of them. Right. I didn't travel in the Midwest, no. but I didn't. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to move to the Midwest. <laughs> so <laughs> You don't want to go to the, bustle, the bustling uh, state of Iowa for yeah. uh, residence? When I... I moved out of Massachusetts. I remember mm. because I was like, the winter, it's not happening ever again. I remember the last time I scraped my dad's windshield. And I walked in and I put that scraper down. And I looked at him. I go, that's the last time I'm doing that. And he goes, no, it's going to snow again. I go, yeah, but I won't be here <laughs> ever again. Ever again. Mm. Now, I, there are some things about the, the winter that I loved. When I was growing up, you know, you warm up your car in the driveway before. Mm. And so my friends and I in yes, the neighborhood. Yes, my wife does for me. Yes. My friends and I in the neighborhood, we used to go out and move people's cars into other people's driveways. <laughs> so you'd go out and there'd be a car warming up in your driveway. It just wasn't yours. Oh and so you'd walk out and you were like, what is going on out here? And so my friends and I thought that was super funny until my dad was like, you know, that's grand theft, right? And I was like, no, no, no. We're not stealing it. He goes, you're not? Are you getting in somebody yeah. else's car? Technically. And I said, yeah. And he goes, are you driving it away? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. And he goes, okay, that's grand theft. It doesn't matter where you leave it. You took it. And that was the last time we did that. I don't know. Yeah. But I said to him, I go, what are you, you going to do, call the cops? He goes, I'm not not going to call the cops. <laughs> and I said, all right, I guess I'll stop. I guess I'll stop. Your that's a little tough sounds, love. Your old man sounds interesting. My, my, this, what, I wish that people parented a little more like my dad. So I, I, I know you told me to hold off on the swears, but one's coming. All right. All right. So uh, this is one of my favorite things that my dad used to say to me. Oh, so if he was walking out of the room right. and I would say to him, uh, hey, where are you going? And he'd say, I didn't tell you. And I'd say, no. And he was like, well, I guess it's none of your fucking business then. 
And I was like, you know what? That's really good parenting, actually. You're 100% right. This is a mind my own business type of situation. Like, I, I'm on a need-to-know basis. I don't need to know where the grown-up is going. And if I needed to know, you know what? He would have told me. And if he didn't tell me, then shut your damn mouth. Like, it's none of your – the other my favorite thing was, like, so if my brothers and I, if he was talking to one of us and say what somebody else chimed in from another part of the room, he'd look right at you and go, hey, what are the odds that I'm talking to you when I'm looking at him? And I'd be like, good, good point. Wow. Yeah, I don't really need to talk to you right now. So I, I love that. See, that, at least you had conversation. If yeah. my old man got up and sort of walked out of the room and I go, hey, where are you going? He would just do the slow turn and stare at me like, <laughs> yeah. and there'd be no words. It was just a slow burn yeah. of... Don't ever, don't ever address her. Kind yeah. of the Clint Eastwood steely yeah. look, and then he'd walk out of the room anyway. And you know what? You got the point. Yeah, yeah. Which was none of your business. I am. My dad said something to me that made so much sense. Yeah, we were having dinner, and I, I have three kids, and we were having dinner, and um, I said to the one of my sons, "You want broccoli?" And after dinner, he kind of caught me in the in the kitchen. He goes, "Hey, man, you asked too many questions." I said, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "It's not. Do you want broccoli?" You're giving them the option to be part of the conversation. Right. It's not a conversation. We're having broccoli, period. And he said, you do the same thing. One of the problems you have getting out of the house is you've given the kids, do you want to go to the park? Nope. We're going to the park. It's, he said, it's, you're not – he said, I know you're scared to be a jerk. You're not being a jerk. You're being the parent. You're being the person in control. He said the problem that you and all your little friends have when you parent mm -hmm. is that you've invited the kids into the conversation and you've created monsters. It's not their fault. It's your fault for inviting them in and opening the door. And I was like, you know what, man? You are 100% right. And that's what he said. He was like, I know everybody likes to blame the kids. They act the way you let them act. So that's you don't want them to act that way? Be the parent. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? You, it switched for me insight. like, yeah, it switched for me so quick. The question thing was the big one, right? Because he was right. I was giving him a voice. I was giving them a voice in the conversation. And this isn't me. Be I know some people are like, well, that's you're an asshole you're for stifling yeah, your creativity. Yeah. No, no, Josh. no, no. As a matter of fact, I would tell you something else. Mm -hmm. I think I expanded their creativity for a couple reasons. I didn't let them at my house. If you were in front of other people, you couldn't have your phone in your hand. You want to use your phone to talk to your friends? You got to go in your room. Are you around human beings? Put that phone down. You couldn't use it in my car, even if you were in the back seat. You could either not talk, or you could talk to the other people in the car. But I, I was real quick when I saw how quick they were in the screens. I was like, "You're not going to lose your ability to talk to other humans. Not on my watch. There's going to be plenty of room and time for you to look up you porn on your phone. You know what I mean? You don't got to do that in front of me. You know, I don't. So all that stuff, I took a little bit from my dad and I think his generation when it came to raising the kids for sure. I wish See, more people did. I know I did for sure. Yeah. I ran in, I say what I think what I ran into was my dad was very old school tough you know he came from the, like when he would do something his dad would grab the baseball bat and yeah. it was a chase around the yard so my dad stepped it down a bit right <laughs> yeah but he I just still went got with the flies water no the back of the spoon uh. I'd be at the restaurant talking and like ninja you wouldn't see it coming whack right between the eyes he'd hit me with the spoon you're <laughs> acting up you're acting like a goof you're saying something or, or making me embarrassed bam I got caught and there was no words exchanged yeah. and it was all in one fluid motion mm -hmm. as he's in the middle of a story whack. And then, and I, then back I, to the soup. Right? I like if your I, dad's If style. I spoke, it would have been it would have been worse, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think I tried the next motion, you know, coming up in the eighties and and then becoming a dad in in the late eighties, early nineties. I wanted to be the gentler dad. I wanted yeah. to be the hey, we're but I'm the Alan Thick. I'm your pal. And then I realized, oh, I've gone horribly off track. I, I I've got to start adopting some of these styles. But I will tell you, you know, it's a new world. 
to the point where my daughter, who is 13, yeah, uh, my wife and I were having it out with her a couple months back. And I go, knock it off or else. And she looks at me and she goes, or else what? Yeah. And I said, oh, you don't want to find out because that's our go-to. Yeah. Right? And she goes, no, I'm serious. Or else what? You're not going to hit me. But here's the thing. You can't make me go to my room. You have no control. And I just looked at my wife and I was like. That's not true. That's so untrue. (laughs) That's so untrue. Let me just say a couple. Now, I also, I would tell you, I I never hit my kids. Right. I did not hit them. I did not need to. But I was did you so. Pay somebody I, else to do it. I, yes, I did. I actually yeah, had my neighbor come over when I left the house. I'm like, "You're babysitting today. This is how many swats they get." No, I. I um, my thing was this: at a very young age, and I had my my dad help me with this. I was tougher than I should have been mm-hmm. because I knew when I got to them them being teenagers, I didn't want them to question whether I was serious or not. They needed to know when I said something. So I never hit my son, but he knew I was bigger than him and stronger than him. If he was like at six, seven, I would pick him up so he could and he could feel me firm, not squeezing his hand, his arm so it hurt. So he could feel me. I'm bigger and I'm stronger and I would lift him up. So I was at he was at eye level with me and I would speak to him extremely seriously and I would put him down. I'm like, do you understand what I'm saying? And if I said to him, hey, don't do that. There was never a second warning because a second warning means he's not that serious. Mm-hmm. You heard the warning the first time. So, so here's, if you didn't hit him, what what happened if he pushed the button? The yo, second my son time spent June, July, and August in his room mm-hmm. his entire summer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, f- go ahead. And, and I'll tell you something else. My nine year old son, right. One day, he took his Game Boy to school. I told him going in. I go, hey man, you know you can't bring that to school. And he was like, I won't bring it. I go, you brought it yesterday, and I didn't know. The teacher told me you brought it. Do not bring that to school. Do you understand? And he said, yeah. And I saw him put it in his bag. Mm. So the entire way to school, I gave him the option. I was like, what do you think? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to talk about? No. All right. Went to school. Came home. I was living in an apartment at the time. I pick him up. I don't say anything. He thinks he gets away. Boom. We hit the third floor. We go up the third floor. He's walking down the hallway. We walk by the trash chute. And I go, hey, man, take that Game Boy out of your bag and throw it down that chute. And he goes, what Game Boy? I go, you can go into your bag or I can. Go into your bag. Take the Game Boy out of your bag. Open up that trash chute and throw it away. And now, I'm going to tell you, I was living with three kids in one room. I made $1,000 a month. When I tell you that I saved up for that Game Boy for his birthday, I saved up. <laughs> and it didn't matter because he needed to know. And my parents were like, you threw away. I go, I know that was a lot of money for me. <laughs> but you know what? He, I never had to have that conversation with him ever again. Yeah, there is, there is an RL, or else. And with my son, I, you didn't have to hit him. He, you didn't have to hit him. <laughs> it was in his room. Then in his room, it was, if it continued, it was, this is coming out. You're staying in there, but this is coming out of your room. This is coming out of your room. This is coming out to the, get to the point where it's him and his four walls. Yeah, it's like that, you know, it, it, you got to get him to the point where, you know, like the, that last scene in About Last Night where Demi Moore's in the room, the door, the windows are opening, <laughs> there's nothing in her apartment except billowing. That's what it's got to be. Cold, windows are gone. I don't send my kids, like if I, if, when I would send my kids to their room, I would take beforehand. Like you don't get to go in. That's where you, that's where the Xbox is. Mm-hmm. Come on, send you to your room. That's the, we're not doing that. But there are so many things you can do. What does she love? She love her phone. Do you pay uh, for yes. her phone? Yes. Okay, then that's gone. Does she love her iPad? Do you pay for her iPad? No, that school does. Okay, uh, <laughs> but but here's the thing: you can also work with the school. There's mm-hmm. so many things that you can do. And I'll tell you something else: the school, if you wanted to be a strict parent. 
the school would welcome you because they're so used <laughs> to parents taking the kids' side. Yeah. They're so used to inst- – when I was growing up and I had a C in class, my dad would come in and look at me. What is wrong with you? Why do you have a C? Mm-hmm. Now the parents go in and they ask the teacher, teacher. why does my son have mm-hmm. a C? Well, it's not your teacher's problem. It's this, you're going to have good bosses and bad bosses. You're going to have good teachers and bad teachers. You need to figure out how to succeed in all of those situations. Don't blame the teacher. Figure it out. You're not going to have the best boss all the time. What are you going to do? You got to mm-hmm. go home and complain to your mom that you don't have a good boss? No, you got to figure it out. By, by the way, I have a great boss. Yeah, you do have a great boss. She's doing fantastic. Here's another thing is that we have taken our kids' abilities away to solve problems themselves. Because mm-hmm. the yeah. first thing you say to them on a playground is, go tell the teacher, go tell an adult. No, you're eight years old. Even if you get in a fight, how much damage are you going to do to each other? Solve the fucking problem yourself. Sorry about that. <laughs> but you're taking kids' abilities away to solve their own problems because you're hovering all the time. Yep. Get, go away. My- Let them be. I had my son had a 13 year old friend, and I was like, hey, I called them. I go, hey, I, they were gonna bike to the park. I'm gonna give this guy a hug during the break. <laughs> they were gonna him up. They were gonna bark. They were gonna bike to the park. Right. And the, my son's 13 year old male friend said, I gotta call call my mom, make sure she knows. I call and say, the kids are biking to the park. And she said, how long are you going to be there? I go, oh, I'm not going. The kids are biking. And she goes, well, they can't bike by themselves. I was like, yo, he's got pubes, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to let him get on the bike and go to the park? Like, wh- what, what are we doing? We're castrating them. We're castrating them. My son right. uh, sent me a text on his 25th birthday. He was drunk, but still. <laughs> He and sent me the same why, text, by the way. And the reason why I know he was drunk, it was eleven. It was eleven thirty at night. But what he said was, "Hey, thanks for raising me the way you did, because I can handle situations." By the way, that sounds like ecstasy, not alcohol. So. <laughs> Just so you know, I love yeah. you, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being a dad. You're the best dad I ever had. <laughs> he, he Come says, rub my hair for me. He says his friend. He says. <laughs> Can you hear the pacifier going? Yeah. <laughs> Those trans freak out. <laughs> they freak out when the lowest thing happened in yeah. their lives. Right. Where he's like, I know how to sit and think or work my way through. See, I need a time machine because I've totally ruined my children in every aspect. Way of the, but I, I would tell you what. I, I love hearing people like you talk. And uh, by people like you, I mean Josh. All right? yeah, Just so yeah. we're clear. But when you, when you hear these things... I, because I've, I've got a different realm. I've got a different world. I feel like I'm living in bizarro world. I leave here and I go because I, my kids, even at like three or four, were like Satan incarnate because I would I would do like you. I would lift them up and I would give the gentle squeeze and yeah. I'd go, I said no. And my son Nathan would look me in the eyes and go, so what? Okay. So and I was go. like, oh, I don't know where to go. Yeah. We, we have to take a break. Uh, but it, but I had it was. I would love to drop some of you guys in in my timeline and just <laughs> let you see the kind of evil nature I truly had to deal with because I feel broken. I'm I'm a whipped puppy at this point. I'm, I shudder when my children I walk. Did. How old the are room. they now? They're too many. I have eleven. We'll talk about it when wow. we come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> this is the Tom Bernard Show. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. 
Call 1-800-516-5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fish and ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan's Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan's Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at danssouthsidemarine.com. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit SabreHeating.com. This, this is directed at me, by the way. It yes, is. This is why. Because my dad, when he got, after this, uh, that movie came out, yeah. uh, Saturday Night Fever, when he would get ticked off, he would play this song. And it was a sign to all of us to, like, basically vacate the house. Oh, so this was your, <laughs> this was this was your angry song? Mm-hmm. This was your... You knew the shark was in, in prowler mode. And we were like, uh-oh. I can just picture your dad. Time to go. You can picture your dad putting on the record... <laughs> and then they're coming on, and then just looking in the mirror, and just slowly starting just, to dance. Just, <laughs> yeah, just tell me, JB, at some just point he popped start. the collar. Tell yeah. me, up no, with he, the collar and, and enough, the slow moves. And this will sound really strange to people. He would go in the bathroom and pray. Hmm. No, give me the strength not to. Yeah, we I Lord, give me the strength not to kill this boy. Oh yeah. So don't. And he and he had a bad. Uh, professional life he got passed over for you know he didn't have much of an education he got passed over for you know raises and promotions constantly and whatnot and he'd bring that crap home yeah and he just you know he was in the army at 14 he lied about his age in the army at 14 yeah Yeah. so he my grandpa went in 16 and we thought that was young six 14 yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And, you and, imagine- his, and his parents sign off because your parents have to sign yeah. off at 16. I was back at that time. Oh, yeah. He liked the, the, mm-hmm. like the double imagine- lie or whatever mm-hmm. because he was too young, but right. then he was also even too young for the too young, young. thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if you imagine a 14-year-old today. No. God, no. Tri- no. Flipping his hair. Like I'd like to. I'd like to imagine it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to doing imagine the, it. Doing the so much, Josh. Honestly, they 
they'd die. They would just die, yeah. Right. They would just die. They're not built like that. They're not. They I don't mean, know. No. To the point, my mother, I acted up in, the, I think it was fifth or sixth grade. It was just class clown acting up, this, that, and the other. And they literally contacted a boy's home. Oh, yeah, just, oh, yeah. just to see the options. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. My parents did you know, that. They told options. me they were going to send me to boarding school all the time. I doubt they ever would have, but as a kid, you well, know. they weren't going because it was going to cost money. Right. Well, <laughs> oh, no, many reasons. <laughs> Given the opportunity. He was afraid once he let him out, the Bernard family secrets would come out. Do and- you know, mm. my, this is the typical, this is, and I love my son. I tell so many stories about him. One of my, f- recently, mm-hmm. so we, we bought a new house, and um, he had dropped out of college. And so he came home, and uh, he was living at the house. And I said, hey, listen, man, we're moving into the new house, and uh, just so you know, you're not moving with us. And he goes, uh, oh, well, I don't understand. Is there, is there's, not, there's not enough room at the new house? I go, no, there's plenty of room, but you're not moving. And he goes, I don't know why. I go, well, you're, you're not in college anymore, right? And he said, that's right. And I go, well, then grown men mm-hmm. who are, are in the workforce don't live at my house. That's how it is. You're grown up now. You decided not to go to college. Totally good, your life. But now you're growing up in the workforce. You don't, those people don't live in my house. You don't see my brother Adam living here, do you? And he was like, yeah, but I don't, uh, all my, he goes, all of my friends, they still live with their parents. I go, you should go live there. Right. And um, he goes, well, what am I supposed to do? I go, well, you're going to have to save some money. I'll give you three months. You save some money. He's got a job. He's always worked. And then you got to go get, out and get, get an apartment. Get your own place. And he goes, I don't understand. I go, listen, man, at the end of the day, and I didn't want to say, look, I just want to start fucking your mom in the kitchen again. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I didn't. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, time. Uh, so I said, uh, but listen, dude, I go, it'll be good for you. It'll be good for you, to, for your independence and for, you know, to learn and mm-hmm. your confidence. And he just looks at me and he goes. Agree to disagree. I was like, fine. Oh my God. Hey, wait, can we agree you're not moving in with me? Can <laughs> we at least agree that? Yeah, I know. But they, he didn't have any. But he told me, I'm going to tell you 100%. At the, two weeks later, he called me. He said, this was the best thing you could have done for me. He was like, there's no doubt. This, I'm so happy you did this. I was scared. And the only reason I was scared is I just was didn't know Molly? how to do it. He said, but now that I'm here... He, he sent me a video of him pouring beer in Captain Crunch and eating it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, That's my was, college one. Yeah, yeah. He was like, this is what I can do here. I'm I like, cool. Left, you know, t- saying you got to find that hook. You were asking what, what could I get with my daughter over on my daughter. And you brought up the fact of, you know, I really just want your mom in the kitchen yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I the other day were sitting at home and my, my daughter's being obnoxious and she's very loud. Her room is underneath ours. And I said, you need to tone it down. And she goes, why? And I said, because our room's above you, and we won't tone it down anymore. And she just hurt jaw at the floor. That is amazing. And the eyes open, and I go, yeah. you'll hear the spurs next time. And yeah. she's like, shut up, Dad. Shut up. I'm done. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shit with the door open from now on. How about that? Oh, sorry, you can't say that one either. <laughs> Pretty much all the swear words you know to be swear words, Josh, are swear words all the time. Poop. I meant poop. You're going to poop with right. the door open. My dad did used to, I think it was a power move. But he used to always drop a deuce with the door open. <laughs> always. Mm. And like, even when my friends that were... was a power move? Yeah, just to yeah, remind everybody whose house this is. <laughs> and I remember I was probably 13, maybe 14. And he was, call- he was calling me from his room. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, and I was with a buddy of mine. He was like, hey, you and Gary, come in here. And we come in, and I'm like, where? And I turn, and he's taking a dump with the door <laughs> open. And it, me and Gary just staring. They're 14 years old, and I'm like... 
oh no and he's like what are you boys gonna do today and i was like oh my god what are we doing what are we doing here man it's one of those things that even if you grow up with it you know it's not quite right no you know the one thing i grew up with that i didn't know was odd until my friends so my mom and dad used to smoke these big not like tipperillos thick like like yeah, 40s gangster cigars. Right. Mm-hmm. Long, big, and they used to just... This the, was before... The but Yeah, this was before Cameron Diaz. It was, it was cool. It was my mom and my dad <laughs> smoking these big-ass cigars. And so I didn't even think it was a big deal. And I got a little older... And uh, my buddy was like, "Your mom smokes cigars, dude." <laughs> yeah, and I women was, smoking cigars and I was like, is weird. Yeah, I was I like, don't know why, though. "And?" And he goes, "He goes, that's weird." I go, "That's not weird. My, she's done it her whole life." And I go, "He goes, yeah, that doesn't make it not weird." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he goes, it's just there's... a weird. She's done her whole life. That's all. There's no reason it is weird. It's just women you're don't not smoke used to cigars. You're not used for to some it. reason. It's, it's, yeah. it's not a social norm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It wasn't so, my house until I had to come home and be like, "Hey, you guys have to stop." Well, you don't, but you do. You <laughs> have to stop right now. I'm getting ridiculed at school. Mom, she my could friends s- are beating up on me about this thing. Yeah, no smoking cigars. She could smoke a cigar with one of those Cruella Deville things. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you put know, it in there instead of a cigarette. Though. Yeah, yeah, you know you what? Put a cigar I've, in there. I there you show go. You this. Please do. So I have my own form of a Cruella. De- I smoke a lot of weed. And um, I have my own form of, yeah, a lot, probably more than a human being should. But I have my own form of a Cruella DeVille cigarette holder. I smoke out of a baby hand. And so let me show you. Oh, here it is. It's called Smoking Baby Hand. That is a baby hand. Yeah, so yeah. I smoke I smoke my joints out of a baby hand. It's my it's my little <laughs> I put the baby hand on top of my finger and I only smoke out of it because I'm fancy. And so I, I do this thing every Monday night on my Facebook page called a High Live, where I go from I'm sober when I start. Hence the Yeah, hell, Josh actually works. yeah. I'm sober when I start and then I, I eat an edible, which is like hundred and fifty milligrams, and then I smoke for an hour straight. An hour straight of California weed. And so you get to watch from someone go from incredibly sober to this dude cannot speak in full sentences anymore. <laughs> it's a weird science experiment. And the same things happen. There's markers. Like about the 45-minute mark, if you're watching from 45 minutes on, you're watching for the train wreck. There, and, and, and I know the people who watch it different. Zero to 15 minutes, it's me talking about what the weed feels like. This, I like this strain. This is what it does. 15 to 45 is the fun. I got my <laughs> stuff together, but I'm high and bing, 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 bing. We're having a good time. And 45 to an hour is just a train wreck. Is that when you start seeing more people start tuning in? They've now realized it's that last 15 minutes that they need to check? That's no, an interesting it, question. Like, when is the peak? The peak is the 15 to 45. Mm-hmm. Right. Because oh, people right. want to yeah, see the laugh. Is, they're laugh. Yeah, but the 15 true. to... Flatter yes. The 45 to an hour, it's the same people every week. Yeah. And they love the train wreck. They love the fact that most of the time, they're talking to each other about how high I am. That's what they're chatting yeah. about. Because they're like, this dude has not looked at the screen in seven minutes. Because sometimes <laughs> I'm in my backyard and sometimes I'm like, oh, what is that? And I'm just gone, gone. But it's so much fun. And I use my baby hand to smoke out of. And if you guys are listening and it sounds like a show you might want to watch, it's on my Facebook fan page, which is facebook.com forward slash Josh Wolf Comedy. And it's every Monday at 7 o'clock uh, Pacific time. <laughs> so you can watch Josh Wolf get high. It's so much fun. You know I'm telling you. My, my dad, right? So my dad ruled with the iron fist growing yes. up, right? He was a tough Polish uh, construction worker. 
And, there, you know, he did not suffer fools. I'd catch the spoon. Whatever. So in 2001, a couple of my old high school buddies are like, let's go to Vegas to watch Super Bowl. And uh, I, I told my dad, and he goes, oh, well, can I come with him? I'm like, sure. Who was playing that year? Uh, that was the Patriots, Patriots Rams. and Rams. Yeah. yeah. So my dad, uh, my dad goes, well, can I go with you? I'm like, sure. So we go get a room at, at Treasure Island. And uh, my buddies call, come on down, we're going we're gonna to head out and get something to eat. So we go down, and as we get closer to the room, I can smell the pungent odor. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't be my buddy's room. Please don't be my buddy's room. Please don't be. I'm about to walk in with my dad. Even though I'm an adult, grown man, yeah. I knock on the door, and there's that pause. And then I see the eye come oh. through the people. I'm like, oh, it's my buddies. And they open the door, and it's just a haze. <laughs> and there's porn mags everywhere. <laughs> Floor, bed, and everything. So we walk in. So I'm just trying to do like I'm not noticing that they're getting high. I'm not noticing porn on the bed. And we all come in, and we're kind of chit-chatting. And everybody's just sitting around getting high. And my dad flakes out on the bed and starts flipping through Cherry <laughs> Magazine. And then out, out comes the giant Bob Marley, and they start doing the pass around the room. Yeah. Now, it's made it on the outside ring, so it's got to come past the old man and then to me. I'm the last part of this, uh, this circle of life. And I'm watching out of the corner of my eye, and my dad's not looking up. He's just flipping through Cherry. And all of a sudden, the, the, the joint comes lofting in front of his face. And without missing a beat, he just grabs it, flips a page, and goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then hands it off to me without making eye contact. And I'm like, this is about to go down. I'm about to get high with my dad. Yeah. And I, I took the hit, and we were annihilated for the rest of the night. Then we go, and everybody's like, you, you just got divorced. We're going to a strip joint. And I'm like, oh, man, I've now gotten high and going to a strip joint with my dad. We get in the car. This guy's like straight out of Crazy Cabby. He's right out of, uh, of, of Grand Theft Auto. We are banking. Oh, totally, and yeah. We're in this like minivan, and my buddy and I are sliding in the back seats. And my dad finally, at one point, just turns side. He's in the front seat next to the driver because that's where my, you know he has to be in the command module. My dad turns in his seat and looks at the guy, and he goes, "Where did you get your fucking license?" <laughs> and then he looks to the back, and he goes, "Boys, we're all gonna die tonight." And that's all my dad had to say. Oh yeah, we went to uh, San Francisco once, and the San Francisco cabbies there are much like that. Yes. holy, it's God. like yeah, we. We were pretty sure hills. that we were going to die, but yeah, you can catch some air in San Francisco. Oh yeah, totally. But it's were a, you high, Andy? Because that makes it even a more terrifying <laughs> jaunt. It's, I can imagine. Oh. I, I don't think that my parents. <laughs> they know obviously that I smoke because they sure see they watch my the video. They do. I, they, my mom loves it. She goes, "I love that high live. It's so funny." <laughs> and she uh, <laughs> because she's never, you know, she's not. But she'll sometimes like when we're together because you know when if you listen to my podcast. Or you, my act. I talk. I do talk about weed, but sometimes she'll lean in because she, she doesn't know. She's like, "Are you high right now?" <laughs> like with a weird smile on her face. Like it makes her cooler to be in front of somebody. Are you high right now? Is that what's happening? I'm like, no. I'm just. It's 8 a.m. I always look like this at 8 a.m. <laughs> just because you've been up for four hours doesn't mean you know. Why, when you turn 80, do you wake up before I am? I know. Why do you get up earlier? Or I, we, just, I don't get it. we just do. That's just yeah, like a biological. Yeah, but wouldn't you sleep more? If I was 80 years old, I'd be sleeping 12 hours a day. Do you know? No, no, you won't. I'm 50. I'm 56, and I wake up at clock. Like clockwork at four. You four. just can't help I, that's it. That's a prostate thing, dude. You should probably look into that. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? You or should you, probably, I don't have or you should get high. <laughs> yeah. Nope. You, I, that's what it is. I was in a meeting. Actually, this yeah. is. So, you know, are you Stan Lee no, guy I don't at all? Do that. No, yeah. So, I, I had a meeting with Stan Lee. And um, this was, I bet, five years ago. So, he was, I think, right at 90. This might have been six years ago, 89. 
Um, he, they, uh, Stanley's office had sent out an edict that he, they wanted like a, an edict. A, yeah. Like the a Stanley edict. Well, he had sent that he wanted like a, a, uh, hangover. Do you want me to start this after? Yeah, we've got one minute yeah. coming in. So I want to yeah, definitely yeah. make sure we get the entire Stanley okay. story. But if you'd like to see Josh Wolf and the high life, you can check him out at house of comedy this weekend tonight, seven thirty and nine 45 tomorrow, seven o'clock and nine 30 and uh, check out the website for updates and information and how you can get tickets. Tickets still available for the entire weekend. Most definitely. Just, I know we're getting close to sell out, so make yeah. sure you don't wait, get your seats, go on out and have a good time. You guys deserve it. We got crappy weather coming soon. You might as well get out and have a couple of good nights. It's a fun. Is it coming? It is. Tonight. Oh, man. It's, it's coming. Tonight. So get out, have some fun, go out and enjoy yourself. Comedy is the last bastion of real, true entertainment. Yes. Get out and see it. Uh-oh. It's Andy Oki time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. We're back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Josh Wolf in studio with us. few snow showers today. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I said, though. It's coming. Winter's like, about to break. Oh, I thought Minnesota. you meant like there was going to be a blizzard tonight. No, I was like, no, no, oh, no, no. It's like no. one to three inches or something. Yeah, yeah, as nothing. long as it doesn't dip this below is 20, Atlanta. I'm good. One, one inch, one and a half inches in Atlanta, and it looks like yeah, we scenes don't from The Walking Dead. Yeah. We, we, I went to college in San Antonio, and the very first year I was there, there was a, a rumor that it might snow. So they obviously People were stockpiling shotguns and, and beans. Worse. <laughs> They were not prepared for it. They had no idea what to do. So you would drive around the city and you would see just holes in the ground. They weren't sprinkling dirt. They had dug holes and they were they weren't sprinkling sand. They had dug holes and were just sprinkling dirt, sod. So obviously it's San Antonio. It didn't snow. It rained. And what happened to the dirt? Yeah. The, every street was caked in mud because they Aww. had sprinkled. Dirt because they didn't have the sand. It was the dumbest thing. Yeah, I don't I, think that's when they were sprinkling the dirt, I was I was actually because I grew up in Massachusetts and I was like, hey, by the way, everybody, this is a bad idea <laughs> because if it, if it does just rain and then freeze, you're gonna have some lumpy ice out there. Do you know what I mean? It's not gonna be good for yeah. anybody. Um, we'll just call up Minneapolis, be like, hey, what do we do? Because we've yeah, done it every year every for year. the past, you know. 200 years or however the hell long my wife been living here. She's, she's like are you scared you're gonna get snowed in the airport in minneapolis i mean no <laughs> minneapolis airport is prepared right. for snow this isn't if chicago anyone, we have yeah we have special trucks that we truck out and we yeah hose down the plane with some crap that just melts whatever it touches orange <laughs> it's like an orange yeah yeah it makes me nervous i'm like so it's just melting the ice not the plane right yeah so, i know because it's pretty efficient at the one thing i just want to make sure it's not eaten through any of that stuff we need to keep you us know, in that's the air. nothing for you to worry about josh just let the <laughs> yeah. do Take you where we're going. <laughs> Just don't breathe it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, coffee. now we've got yeah, the coffee maker. Good timing on this. Let's uh, let's go back. Stanley, of course, we just lost Stanley at the age of ninety-five yes. recently. The the godfather of the current comic book world. So you had a chance to get to meet with Stanley about five six years ago. So they he had wanted him and his office wanted like a hangover type superhero movie. That's what they were saying. And uh, this was back when they were making when Hangover after Hangover came out. Everybody, there's nothing original in Hollywood, right? So people were like, "We need Hangover movies," and a couple of them made the screen, but right. none of them are as good as Hangover because Hang, you know, it was the first as I was right, the best. Right, it was great. That was it. It was great, right? So, but I, but there were so many Hangover types, hungover, Hangover type scripts in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take the meeting, but I am not going to pitch that. I am going to pitch something completely different, superhero, uh, but different because 
I'm, I want to stand out because everybody's going to pitch the same story, mm-hmm. basically. You know what I mean? And so he's either going to love it or he's going to hate it. So I go in, and it's him and his partner, Gil Champion. And uh, we chat a little bit up front. I said to him what I'm sure everybody who meets with him the first time says. They talk about what he meant to them in their life. Mm -hmm. I do want to say one thing about him. And it takes a very special type of icon. And from what I understand, Paul McCartney is the same way. To listen to everybody's story about Mm -hmm. why they're important to them. To listen to what what you meant to them as a child. Every time. I'm sure you hear the same thing over and over again. He smiled. He thanked me. He was humble. It, it was an amazing thing. And, and, and you know, I, I know some, and I won't mention them, but some musicians, who, they have hits that they won't play. They yeah, won't they, play they, like, we're Only new stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't think about my past. So you're not rewarding the fan for being a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan because of this song, and you're not going to play it because you're sick of playing it? Yeah. That's not... You got it. That's not how. And McCartney, somebody asked him, how do you still love singing Hey Jude and Let It Be? And he was like, because they love it. I right. love watching them love it. This is my job. Is, is Imagine to, is being to play. Yeah. at a point in your life where hearing people talk about how, you know, you basically defined their lives is boring to yeah. you. Yeah. And so Stanley was at, even at 90, dude. And like I look, my grandfather at ninety farted in front of the waitress because <laughs> he was like, "What do I care? I don't really care. I'm a, I don't care if she's I'm here." Waiting or not. for death. Yeah, yeah, he didn't really care. Just, just so he didn't. So let me just—I just wanted to say that about him. I was so impressed that I know I wasn't the only guy, and he still took the time to let me say everything I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. He didn't interrupt me. He didn't interject. He let it all come out, and he was like, "Thank you. That means a lot to me." And he explained why it meant to, what it meant to him, and it really was important to me. And so we sit down to do the pitch. He's 90. Two chairs sitting across from me. I'm sitting on a, on a sofa. And I start to go into the pitch. And I'm about two minutes in, and he starts to nod off. Uh-oh. Just He's 90. Yeah. He just starts to nod off. And as he starts to nod off, his partner laughs and, at a part in the script, that, at the pitch, that didn't really merit a laugh. And he slapped, but he didn't slap his armchair. He slapped Stan's. And Stan woke up. And just kind of nodded his head like he had been awake. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm watching it. And I've done enough live stuff where I don't get thrown by much. So I was like, okay, this is the dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is how they do it. This is how they do it. This is right? how they do it. And obviously Stan is a really proud dude who doesn't want not to take meetings because he's getting older. Mm-hmm. And he wants to hear ideas. And he still has great ideas. The notes that he ended up giving me were next level. But he's a proud guy. He doesn't want to be the dude who's sleeping. And they had worked out this dance. So I'm like, okay, I can I can roll with this. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to interrupt this, and I don't want to embarrass this dude, and and let's you know roll. But we were at about the, the third fall asleep, where Gil raises his hand. I go, hey, that's cool. I go, let me leave the paper. I go, it was because Stan I think went home at that time at, at around one or noon. He didn't stay the whole day, and he took his morning meetings, and we were getting towards noon. And my theory is this: if you're 90, and you fall asleep in public. That means your body was like, hey, we need to recharge right yeah. now. We need a little recharge, everybody. So time, we're, we're, we're pulling the plug. Right. Yep. But like when you see old people fall asleep in public, they, they their body is telling them, hey, we can't wait much longer. <laughs> we need a recharge. We need a recharge. Right. And so I was like, this man is 90. He's going home in a half an hour. You know, just have him read the paper. I'm, I was so, so just happy to be able to come in here and meet him. The fact that he's going to read this and take a look and maybe give me notes – 
is so much for me already. Um, and that's what, and they ended up going with my idea, by the way. Oh, very cool. Uh, but it was such a cool meeting, but it was such, it was so weird to see the dance. Mm-hmm. And they had timed it so well. I was like, this is, they do this every day, three hours a day. Yep. Every day. And I, uh, and afterwards, I had talked to Gil and I was like, hey, man, I, I, I didn't want to disrespect him or you, but there was no reason to keep doing that. You know, I, I didn't want it to end up a bit in one of my acts. You know what I mean? So let me walk out of here now. I mean, I respect him, but not enough to keep him out of my act. So let, let, let me just walk out of here and, uh, and give you the paper. And it was great, man. And, he, and by the way, at 90, the, f- the first three or four things he said about the treatment were, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And he was like, yeah, this, 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 this. And it changed the entire – his notes were so crisp and so sharp and no wasted words. And four things changed the entire story and made it so much better. It was really amazing when you get a chance to uh, sit in front of who, someone who truly is like a, a master at their craft mm-hmm. and you get to ask them questions or have them give you notes about their craft – it's an insight. It's steps so far behind anything, beyond anything you would have even thought of. It was very cool to be able to sit down with him. Very, very, very cool. Um, and that's the story of Twilight. And yeah, every, yeah everybody. Josh Wolf, <laughs> a.k.a. Stephanie Meyer. We appreciate that. No. Yeah, it, it, I, you know, I grew up with comics, man. Right. I get a, used to get them mailed to my house. I had a, I, I went to the Comic-Con in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was, I don't know, like 15, 16, and there was the huge line to meet Stan Lee. And I knew I couldn't. My dad was coming to pick me up in about two hours. This line was like a four-hour long line. I just wanted to see him. So I got up to the front of the line, on the outside of the line, just to look. And I'm looking, and the table's empty, and they're waiting, and, and everybody's sitting there in bated breath. And all of a sudden, I feel this hand clap my back, and he goes, what's going on over here? And I go, we're waiting for Stan Lee. And I turn, and it's Stan Lee. And he goes, you think he'll sign my autograph? <laughs> and he gives me the wink and the smile. Amazing. And just brushes past me, goes to the table. It was like I had my moment with Stan Lee. It was just so cool to to have that few seconds. Because, again, he wasn't – No. there was no pretense. He didn't come in surrounded and people walking. He just literally walked past the crowd, came right up to me, knew that I was looking to glimpse the Stan Lee. <laughs> and he's like Can I ask, playing with me on it, you know? If you had – if you could have given – if. When whoever the comics books were important to, what would you have told them? Like, this is why you're important to me. Uh, you know, I kind of did that uh, for whatever it is when, when he passed away. Was I, I was a bullied kid. I dealt with a lot of crap and abuse growing up. So Spider-Man was my, was my escape. So for a couple times a month, I could spin webs over Manhattan and I could be a teenage boy that had abilities and, and I could connect with these characters. And I found myself in, in the X-Men and in, in the Hulk and Spider-Man. So that was kind of my... Dude, there's, that, that helps I, save I think me. that's common. I, I think yeah. there's a lot of hidden messages in those comics. One is for people who were bullied. Mm-hmm. A lot of people found just... This is where they felt com- like right. you. Yeah, they felt there was a community that was created. Do you know what else I think it taught was humility? All of his heroes were humble about mm-hmm. Peter Parker. Never said I'm Spider Man, mm-hmm. right? Every the, single one of them. They there was a humility in it to to their they were and they were all and, flawed. Too. And the, yes, they were and the bad guys. With flaws yes, that had the ability to do those things. And, but but they didn't but they, didn't flaunt them. Right. And so they were humble about it, and there was a certain humanity that he put in his characters. He was and teaching the, you character. The bad guys were the people who bragged, mm-hmm. and the people who told you about what they were going to do, mm-hmm. and the good guys just did it. They didn't talk or tell you what they're. And so there were so many lessons about how to be a person in his comic books. 
It was just so good. For me, I'll tell you what it did for me. I was not bullied growing up, but I, I, my parents could not get me to read for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you're going to have to read something, pick something. And so I read these comics. And I was I, – I, as somebody tells stories on stage, it was my first true love of story. And I was like, God, this, these stories are so – I didn't know I loved it so much and mm-hmm. the layers in the stories and how they continued from comic to comic and how a story might pick up from episode 25 and you might not see it again until episode 50. And all that stuff I just loved. And I started reading books because of the comics. Mm-hmm. And I still read because I love stories. And, and those comic books turned me into loving stories, which turned me into a storyteller on mm-hmm. stage. So it, it – I can't put a value on what those comics did right. for me. I really can't. You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, having that kind of brief moment, you're like, well, what do you say if you have that time? I went to meet my hero two years ago, Bruce Springsteen. Just His music has, has really saved me through life. You know, it's just always been there as an anchor. So I, I go to meet Springsteen. He's one of those guys, too. Stanley right. Springsteen. Uh, uh, McCartney, he, he'll play the hits yeah. for you, too. And I, I flew out to Los Angeles for this deal. It was a book signing, right? Uh-huh. I fly out to Los Angeles on a whim, stand in line, land, get driven right to the bookstore, and jump out in line, and I'm in line for the next 24 hours, meeting other great people. But I, you get in, and they're like, you have three seconds with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how do you encapsulate what you want? I don't want to just go up and, and stand for a quick second. So the only thing I could do. I Can boiled, I blow you? That's two I, seconds. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I boiled it down to one thing. And what I Can really. I see your dick? That's two seconds. What, what I really liked was that he. <laughs> Cradle the balls. You can do all that in three seconds, I think, if you're quick enough. Yeah, but that's a, you know, that, that conveyed the wrong message, you know? Or the right one. No, I'm just I saying. <laughs> and, and he was cool because he you could see that he engaged. He, he had. I yeah. think there's 1,500 people in line. Where is and the bookstore, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was in some very trendy... Uh, Down by the Grove, probably. Yes, the Grove. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. And so I'm watching him interact with people. And like I, I met Shatner. Shatner sits in a chair like a wax figure, and you go sit next yes. to him. You don't talk to him. You don't direct. And they take a picture. And you don't touch him. And you look at every picture out on the table, and it looks like you're sitting next to a wax figure because yeah. he doesn't change. Springsteen would greet you and made eye contact the whole time. And as I walked up to him, I had that... That brief window, I just put out my hand and I shook his hand and I said, you saved my life. And he looked at me and he patted me in the back and he said, good, that's good. Boom, we took the picture, he patted me, and I was done. And that was it. That's all it needed. Another guy who understands his place and understands what he means to people, Springsteen fans are fanatics. That's where the word comes from. And so you know he hears a lot. And for him to understand that. And, and by the way, I'm sure he's heard that before, and I'm sure for a while it took him saving. No, he and, didn't, Josh. He's <laughs> never heard it before. I was the first one, and it meant the most. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> he jumps out the window. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end. I thought that was real. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and then but, I cradled his balls. Yeah, so. why not? That's the way to really make an impression. Sure. You know what I mean? If you want to make an impression, get a handful. He's like, prove it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I did. How many fingers do you fit in my asshole? <laughs> you said it first. <laughs> Josh Wolf is live at House of Comedy tonight, 7.30, 9.45. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, 7 and 9.30. And Josh, it's been great, man. And I'm definitely going to have to watch you get high. I'm going to watch you your should, live you should, video. Yeah. What night is it every night? Every Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. And by the way, if you're listening and you're wondering what show you want to come to this weekend, I'm going to tell you straight up. Anybody who knows me and see me knows this. Early shows, I do my set. I st- we have a late show. We need to turn it over. I do an hour. It's funny. It's funny. 
We have a good time, but it's bam, bam, bam. Late shows get loose. I may or may not eat an edible. Uh, <laughs> uh, so things happen at the late shows. If so you, tonight, 9.45, tomorrow, 9.30. If you like a looser show, the late shows are the ones <laughs> you want to go to. Thank you very much, Josh, Josh Wolf. Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan at Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Moving soon. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, local and family-owned since 1964. John, you and your staff do a lot more than just move. Tommy, we do. We move residential and commercial, local and long distance. Folks love our decluttering service, especially if you want to stage a home for a sale. We can store your belongings while in between homes, junk hauling with junk luggers, including a service for items you wish to donate to the less fortunate. And if you need to move your car, we do that too. And at a great price. Can it get any better? Yes, it can. Mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll receive a free moving box kit with every move. And you'll save 50 bucks off junk removal with junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers. You may not move every day, but they do. back with the family. we got Jessamay Peluso in studio who's going to be at House of Comedy tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. She's jamming. She's been you jamming have to jam all to morning. Oh, flashback Friday. I know. Girls she, just want to have fun. I know. Everyone's like, oh, I'm such a Madonna fan. I'm like, Psh. 
She ain't got nothing on Cindy no, Lauper. Cindy Lauper was Madonna it, is like the cocaine of music, and Cindy Lauper's like the acid. <laughs> if you had to equate them to, to drugs. Or oh, I was such a Cindy fan. I even tried to do my hair like her when I was little. I, my, I told my my mom was a hairdresser, and uh, she would kind of. I was kind of her guinea pig, and she'd give me perms, and oh, then I no. would just kind of throw out. So then I was like, Mom, let's... So I'd get that um, colored hairspray, yeah, and I would just... And I would, go wild? You yes, go ham? I'm Cindy Lauper. I saw her live last year. Uh, she opened up for Rod Stewart. Rod was, Stewart is still touring. Is he still wearing tight pants? <laughs> yes. Very shiny, tight leather pants and his bright, big hair. <laughs> yes. His head looks painful. His, I can't imagine <laughs> passing that child. And, like Rod Stewart as a kid, his head was huge. And I singing know. his song, Do You Think I'm Sexy? Oh, yes, he did. And he still can rock it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't find him attractive. but he, he, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you uh, you complimented him and then you under, under, under yeah. your breath. You like well, I like Music. He can still rock it. He should be dead any week now. But, well, I'm uh, like, can he be 80 singing Do You Think I'm Sexy? Apparently so, because he does it. He still struts <laughs> that stage. He has. I was shocked how much energy he had still. That's was, cocaine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's not natural energy. That's definitely cocaine. But it was a... I was blown away by that show. Yeah. That's I, amazing. I didn't have these high expectations. And then when I saw it, I'm like... Holy crap, this is a, one of the top concerts I've ever been to. Cindy was great. He was great. I thought it, the two paired up on, going on tour was kind of odd. That's bizarre, mm-hmm. but also bizarre enough where you're like, I think I need to go to that. Yeah, that's how I was like, that would be an interesting concert. I think I, it's smart to not have high expectations for anything in life. Yeah. Like the fact that you didn't have high expectations, then you can at least... Be yeah, then you're not disappointed. Yep. Yeah, you're not disappointed for music or dicks. Can I say dicks? <laughs> yeah, there's a kid in the room. Oh, don't worry about it. He hears everything. <laughs> we have a house full of teenagers. Lord knows what they say when I'm not around. Um, but uh, yeah, I just tell him he's he hasn't earned the right to say anything like that. That's he's not smart. Yeah, he's not old enough. I said when you when you're old enough and you've earned the right, then you can cuss and swear. That's good. I like that. So because oh, he. He'll be so foul-mouthed by that time. <laughs> I know. That's why I foul-mouthed. I'm like, geez, my life. But, um, yeah, I love going. To, do you like going to concerts? I don't. Oh, really? I don't like uh, being surrounded by a bunch of people mm-hmm. where I can't see an exit that I can get to <laughs> in a swift moment. Smart. Yeah. Just a bunch of drunk people that probably wouldn't even calculate or register an emergency. They're like, yeah. what? It's just the music. Yeah, my, my husband and I, we go to a lot of concerts together because he travels a lot for his job, you know, because he's in TV and, and does his radio stuff and does a lot of conferences. So, like, when he's home, that's kind of our date night. And that's we go fun. Out. Yeah, that's cool. so we try and mix it up like we've seen. Well, one was really fun. Was Have you heard of Hairball? Hairball. I've had a couple. Hairball. I had one this morning. <laughs> so have my cats. I brought it in for you. <laughs> That's a band. Well, it's what it is. It's like this compilation of '80s hair band music, oh. but they come out dressed as like uh, you know Ozzy Osbourne, or they'll come out as like ACDC. That's pretty cool. And they kick ass. You know, they're just they're great. What do you need, honey? He's showing oh. you Bunny. He wants to show you Bunny. <laughs> Oh, it's the old. I know. It's the old thing. I am ovulating. When when I my son was young, I could 
he could not talk to me all day long. Right. And as soon as I picked up the phone, yep. he was in my face. That's exactly. <laughs> like, he'll be home. He'll be in a, in a corner of the house on his tablet for three hours. I won't hear from him. As mm-hmm. soon as I need to do work. Or I have to, you know, focus your energy. Mom, 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 (laughs) mom, mom, mom. So, yeah, I'm still that way with my mom. Mommy fingers. (laughs) (laughs) He's a cutie. Yeah, it's MEA week. Although I just saw a news story. You might be interested in this, JB. I just saw a news story that um, the attendance. Do you know what MEA is? No, what is that? It's a conference that all the teachers throughout the state. Oh, that's right. It's happening Minnesota right now. Minnesota Educators yeah, right now. Association. And I guess the attendance is so low that, and of course, it's my school district mm-hmm. that I saw on the on the news report that next year they're not doing it <gasps> because they're just like this isn't worth our time. Yeah, uh, they're. It was originally for to excuse seniors in high school to go visit colleges. Right. Uh. And then somehow the teachers took it over, and schools were let out for two. And it became this this scheduled vacation. Where they go to another city or whatever. and Right. Well, and then families started planning their lives around, like, another two days of vacation to go somewhere, this, that, and the other. And it's just, just become this tourist that's strange how it's evolved into that i know it's like i don't even why don't they do that over the summer you know it's like yeah it has nothing to do with the original attempt which was to let juniors and seniors go visit college now it's all the kids like every grade teachers well you know he's in second grade he really needs to start thinking about college i don't want to put a lot of pressure on anybody i know right (laughs) yale what do you like what would you like to do when you grow up football football (laughs) football football or play games all day? Hey, buddy, you know where I'm from? I'm from the place where the best football in the world is played. I didn't know you were from Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh. oh, you must have missed the We don't talk season. about it. Yeah, we don't no, talk you about don't, that. You, <laughs> didn't oh, you didn't see that happen? Oh, yeah. this is this is uh, skull country here. So. Well, listen, I'm a New England Patriots fan. Die oh, hard. not oh. another one. <laughs> what do you guys want, man? I'm sorry that you guys hate excellence. You know, I mean, what do you... <laughs> Cheaters. Although what? I do have cheaters. Watch me in this conversation. Derek cheaters. It's not where the best hockey's played. Yeah. That's right. Where's the, the best, best hockey? hockey is played, played in St. Louis, in, where I'm from. It's from. So. It's actually played in Canada, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I, well, I but have a year. patriot. I have a patriot on my uh, fantasy football team. Well, who do you got? I can't even remember. Oh, That's how, how important I love New some, England. Some guy, Tom Brody. Tom, <laughs> Tom yeah. Brody. Tom. Well, speaking of football, the Madden curse mm-hmm. is live and yeah, well because Pat, oh. last night. he blew out his knee. I, You know, if I was a football player, do you guys know the Madden curse? No, right, I don't, right. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know when the Super strong. Bowl was. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. know when the Super Bowl was. Well, all the, you know, Xbox, they have the Madden games yeah. where every year they put out a new uh, John Madden game, and every time someone has appeared on the cover, they get hurt. They get hurt. That's weird. I know. That's strange. That's on like dark arts. Stuff. I can put it into terms that you'll it's understand though. Where her boyfriend's from, Kansas. He's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. The quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs is a kid named Patrick Mahomes. He's very good. I don't think he likes Kansas City Chiefs. I think he's a Jets fan for some reason. <laughs> no, no, he's yeah. a Chiefs fan. 
Because <laughs> him and I were arguing in text. Oh, uh, were you? Yeah, during the okay. class. Okay, I thought he liked the Jets. See, I don't even know what football my boyfriend likes. <laughs> I'm so out of touch with sports. I love football. <laughs> we live and breathe football during football season. But, yeah, it's it's crazy because, like, well, Teddy Bridgewater, who was a rookie quarterback sure. for the Vikings, he got put on the cover, and then he blew out his knee yep. in practice. Yeah, Could we just nasty. maybe agree that football's very dangerous? It is. <laughs> it is. Also a very good point. I think that's the allure of it. I mean, um, my kids love to play it. But, um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. And my husband's pretty bummed because he had Mahomes as his starting quarterback on his uh, fantasy football. So, this week I'm going to kick his ass because I'm <laughs> up against uh, him. Did you see them popping his kneecap ew, back ew, in the place ew, on ew, camera? Ew, ew. Okay, my, my <laughs> stepson. <laughs> yeah, my stepson, okay. I get a call when I'm at work. And he's at the ER. I'm like, oh, my God. So I run to the emergency room. His kneecap was literally sitting on the yeah. side of his leg. Oh. And I'm like, and he's just sitting there holding it. And he's just looking at me like, yeah, they got to pop it back because he has a high pain tolerance. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I would be throwing up all over my seat. <laughs> and his dad's telling me, is it. he okay? I'm like, you don't want to know. Because <laughs> my husband's blown out his knees. And it, when he sees that kind of stuff, it just makes him, uh, you know, wretch. But um, I won't tell you guys. I won't tell you guys what I did to my knee because it'll definitely make don't, me throw Don't, don't. I can't. Even just the discussion of it, I'm like, ha! <laughs> I have too much of an imagination. I can't too yeah. visceral of imagination but when i was young i was playing i have four brothers and four sisters uh that's a big family yes it is catholic family um <clears throat> the brother above me and the brother below me were just screwing around there was a vacant lot next to my parents house which we eventually bought but that was kind of our football field our baseball sure. field and whatnot and we were screwing around football and the younger brother some Somehow he got tackled by the oldest and the older, and his kneecap went out of place. And my brother said, "Shut up! You wanted to play with us. You never tell anybody." And he smacked it back into place right there. And he jumped up, said it was fine, but he was all of what six, seven, so it's probably really, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're big. You're how tall are you? Six one. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do the same exact thing when I popped my knee out. Because I was a figure skater. <gasps> yeah. You know what? You look like a figure skater. Do I? Yeah, yeah. you have a I figure skater. You I do. Tanya. You got that I, Tanya vibe. Oh, she's a bitch. <laughs> would, you, would you hit a bitch in the knee for the championship? <laughs> <laughs> no, I met Tanya already, and she wasn't a pleasant person. She doesn't uh, have a face of a pleasant person. Well, you want me to give you a scoop? Neither is Nancy Kerrigan, so really, no, that's a 50-50 yeah, proposition. They were very stuck up. I didn't fit in that figure skating clique. But, um, yeah, I landed on my... I did a jump, and when I landed, I landed at a weird angle and landed in my knee. I love how I said this stuff makes me throw up, and everyone's sharing their individual (laughs) knee pop. Go ahead, Marty, tell yours. Well, the next time we go to commercial, (laughs) is is this going to be brought to you by, like, the Minnesota Knee Clinic or something like that? (laughs) Oh, the MNC? All right, you want me to tell you what I did? I said MN. Here's what I did to my knee. Are you ready? Yeah, I want to hear. I was young. It was one of the first times my parents left me home alone. And I had gone to this place where they had showed us how in the old days they used to make the kids sew their own books, like mm-hmm. with a with a big needle. Mm-hmm. So I decided. What? what? <laughs> it was like an what old, like that? a historical village. You guys don't have that. New England has it. Sounds like something from an M. Night Shyamalan movie. No. So I, I got a needle and I was going to sew my mom a card to thank my mom. 
and I dropped the needle, and we had a shag rug. It was the 80s, but we had a 70s shag rug. Oh, God, this is a nightmare. And I knelt down to find the needle, and it (laughs) shot into my knee (laughs) in between the joint, (laughs) right into the thing, drove into the bone, and then it snapped off. Hang on, I'm almost done. Hang on, I'm almost done. What's that crackling noise? Oh, it's Jamie. And then my, and then my knee was locked. It was his knee. My knee was locked. Oh, yeah. So the only needle. way to make it move was to, to I wore a channel in the back of the, the my the bone in my knee. Oh my god. And it was there for like four and a half weeks, and then they had to pull it out. Oh. Really? Yeah. Is everyone done? <laughs> Max, do you have a knee injury story you <laughs> want to tell us? Do you have one? No. no. He does, too. He just no, doesn't no, want no, to I've tell ne- me. No, no, I've never, you had, I've never had a knee. Six minutes from now, if you're like, well, that reminds me of that time my knee <laughs> no, got No, but right before, right before we get back to the hotel, I've got an awesome nail in the finger story to tell <laughs> you. Oh. I love that. And after the, yeah, after the commercial break, we talk about giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Butterfingers. Oh jeez, he's being weird. But anywho, <laughs> so how do you how do you like working the the Minneapolis St. Paul market? I think it's great. It's good people. Yeah, yeah, really, well, really solid. Like real people you can have conversations with. Yeah, coming well, from LA. I mean, well, a lot of people, all the comedians that come through, they just say this is just a great venue and market, and the people are great. We love our comedy. Yeah, we're kind of one of those. Um, what do you, I'm trying to think of the word, but it's kind of like one of those shot in the dark things where people don't think to come here. Yeah, but when they do, they're pleasantly surprised. Like Low expectations. Because yes. you know we're kind of fly. Yeah, we're kind of flyover country here. I would it? not call you guys flyover. Like Cape Girardeau flyover. Yes, oh really? Flyover. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. Cape it's Girardeau very, <laughs> is a little town in Missouri. They literally, it's uh, uh. like one of the smallest towns ever. Mm-hmm. And their airport, like the person who that checks your bag in, also flies the plane. <laughs> True story that happened to me. This dude in like hot pink sunglasses grabbed my bags. I was like, oh, cool. And then like I go through security and then he's flying the plane with oh. some other dude who's like sunglasses. <laughs> these these bros, they're bros. Uh-huh. They tr- it's like an eight-seater plane, like one of these tiny little, like, you know, propeller planes. And I'm sitting in the back. There's <laughs> seven other people, including the pilots, and they turn around and they look like extras from, I don't know, Risky Business because they have their sunglasses. <laughs> they're like, you guys ready to take off? I'm like, uh, have your balls descended? Because <laughs> you look five. I look like I could be your mom. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, at least they weren't, like, the bartender, too, because then I'd get a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how much have you had to drink before you're getting behind the, those wings, the you know? Denzel Washington the plane. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> that never happened. I don't, yeah, I, I could just, like, see Denzel in that movie. He's just probably like, yeah, if I didn't have the liquor, I wouldn't have been able to do it. You know what I mean? Why is the plane upside down? Are you kidding me? He's like, a true story. I mean, more pilots fly drunk than people realize. I yeah. know. I have friends who are pilots. But it's so automated now. I mean, they push a button and go. It's people harder to drive a bus. Drunk. It's harder to drive a bus. Yeah, my my oldest boy wants to be an airline pilot. He's a and, smart kid. That's I know. Cool. Well, he he was like looking up the salaries and stuff. He's like, yeah. Mom, I can make bank. And <laughs> Not gonna blow out your knee. You yeah, know, it's no easy job. Just yeah. blow out, blow out a building. <laughs> <laughs> That one I don't think you're going to recover from. <laughs> you ever land in Seattle? Oh, yeah. That is, like, yeah. jarring. You get so close. You're like, uh, is someone taking over the plane? DC's Why like are we going too. between buildings? 
DCs like that too. They make you because all the no fly zones. They make you fly and you you just pitch and roll the whole time. The yeah. first time I was doing, it, I was like, "What in the hell is going on?" <laughs> I know some of these airports. Uh, well, because I've been around and like some airports are just horrible, horrible. I mean, Minneapolis. I love Minneapolis airport. Have you ever been to the Miami airport? Oh, it's a nightmare. Being in a Miami airport is like being in a Miami club at like 3 a.m. where you're like, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, and they have like no like food. There's no food and really? it takes forever to get out of it. Oh, I know. It's like walking through a laptop that was made in, in 2025. <laughs> you're like, what are all these hot pink lights? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why does anybody have pants on? I know. It's so women in high heels and fake nails and fake boobs. You're like, did I just walk into the set of some new movie based on housewives in Miami? I know. Some of these some of these airports, the logistics of them are just terrible. But we gotta take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and, no! and bitch about airports. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Tom here with a question for you. Is there anything more important than your health? I want you to take control of your health like I did with Profile by Sanford. Developed by doctors and researchers, Profile is a wellness plan that takes the guesswork out of losing weight. You know what that's all about. Should I do this? Should I do that? Well, their certified health coaches are here to educate and motivate you. Profile is not a diet. It's about changing your nutritional habits so you can make healthier choices for life. In fact, I joined Profile recently. Danette is my coach, and she is the greatest. And I mean that, by the way. Keeps me in line, too. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, she'll be with me every step of the way. She has been so far. Profile has worked for thousands of people, and it will work for you, too. You should go to ProfilePlan.com to set up a free, no-obligation consultation. Mention KQRS for additional savings. ProfilePlan.com, promo code KQRS. That's ProfilePlan.com, keyword KQRS. Don't wait. Take control of your health with Profile today. Where's pick great music? I do it? Yeah. I try and mix it up, but if you're talking about flying, you gotta bring it, you know, Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. There's a restaurant in town 
that plays Rat Pack music. Oh, the really? whole restaurant? That's yeah. awesome. But it's got great no, food, too. No, just in the too. bathroom yes. when you're pooping. <laughs> this one, this one, you know what? Well, great That'd way to poop. That'd be a great way to poop. Way to yeah, poop. you'd be it, It's one hand. of the best restaurants in town. What's it is called? It? J.D. Hoyt's. Oh, okay. What kind of food is it? It is a, they they call themselves a roadhouse, or, but it it's a big portion place. <laughs> so typical American mm-hmm. portion. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a question. They have pork chops about this big. Well, your hand is huge. Yeah. So that's, a that's a big chop. That's a big chop. That big and that thick. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I know. Uh, so that was my next question. I wanted to take her to get a Juicy Lucy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I know there's so, a spot. Okay, now, there's two you, you got two that, options to right. say to me whatever you say next. So go ahead and tell me what's the spot. Uh, the Nook. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Five eights no. or Matt's. Or, or Matt's. Matt's. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I'm just pulling this Is out of the, the air. Minneapolis burger? I'm a, I feel like I'm a Matt's person. I feel like I, I, that's, that's. Yeah. I personally, I think they all taste the same. Yeah. I think it's I the meat. Both. Yeah, that you you know you gotta have the good meats. But yeah. where's the f- original one from? It's Matt's, right? Right. That's yeah, Matt's I think was the first one, and it. See? it I mean, I no. su- I'm surprised we haven't had like a Juicy Lucy cook off yet oh. or heart attacks. You know what? It is? Everyone's too polite out here. Like you guys, <laughs> your rivalries out here are still like, we don't like you, okay? And then that's it. <laughs> like that's the most. The, we're not fond of your team, of my but mind, we're right? glad to have you here. Today. Yeah, hey, that's exactly what it's okay. like. Don't worry about it. I go to other parts of the country, and they're literally like, they're you cutting each other's yeah. throat. You goddamn rabbit! I come here, and you're like, oh, you know. Uh, okay. They're like, oh, good well, for you. Sorry, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> well, yeah, we're play people. Minnesota nice. Super nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm surprised. That would actually kind of be a cool thing. A, yeah. A juicy Lucy festival, like mm-hmm. they have the rib fest. Right. You're right. Where everyone's competing with their ribs and sauce. Who the hell's cooking ribs out here? This is the most not barbecue yeah. weather. Oh, we no, barbecue. you can find some good barbecue out here. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a huge the, the rib fest. And, yeah, and it's expensive. I mean, I, I, I kind of want to say it was like $30 to enter, and then you get to go around and eat. Like You get like one rib per Thing or I'd be whatever. going around a couple times. One <laughs> rib barbecue sauce all over you. I can't uh. eat food that the title of it is something I have, like liver, <laughs> ribs. I, I like I can't do that. It makes me so grossed out. I know, right? You're like just oh. you never had a ribs. good goat ovary. <laughs> <laughs> They're opening at Coachella Pink next uterus? year. Pig uterus. <laughs> <laughs> People actually eat that stuff. Barbecue uterus, it's amazing. Oh, God, it's so good for your skin. It's basically like collagen. <laughs> oh, I know. It's probably some Hollywood starlet would start doing that. I rub it on my face every night. I actually, I do goat yoga, and then <laughs> I bathe in pig uterus. That's what I got for cell turnover. <laughs> I've never done yoga, but I think if I did, I would do goat yoga. Goat yoga looks Great. so fun. It does. Little goats the... climb around. How and I would imagine their hooves really get into the nooks and crannies of your back. Yeah, it looks like a nice back massage. Yeah. yeah. I love it when my cats will crawl up on my back and start kneading. I'm like, oh, yeah. They love it, too, because they can suck your soul out from the back. <laughs> I know. Cats suck out your souls. They do. Science. Science. Four. Science. Four cats. Yeah, my odds are very slim. How many kids? Slim. 11 total. Well, we have 11 total. We have adult children, but we have six school-age kids in the home. You must have okay. a fun home, even though it's hectic and How crazy. How many kids have you had? I physically have had three. Okay. Three biological. So you wow. three biological. My husband has eight. And then you got... That's so, you, Max? Yeah. yeah she he, had you? 
He he's my youngest. Yeah, that kid is so adorable. <laughs> it's, it, it, it kills me. He's getting closer and closer to me. You notice that? Yeah. Uh huh. He's, he's like a young Clooney. He's like a young Clooney. Um, so you have eleven kids in the house? No, not no, in the house. Six. Yeah, because okay. he he has a lot um, of math. It's kid math. Four yeah. adult children, and then we have six school age kids in our home. And then his youngest son lives with his mom, and we have him like every weekend. Oh so wow. it, at times, usually every weekend when I have all the kids, it's seven kids in the house. That's oh fun, ranging God. from seventeen down to seven. Oh my God, that's wild. Yeah, I like that. It's like traditional. It's never a dull moment in our whole. I was life. gonna say you must never sleep. No, not really. <laughs> and it's really good for your mental health to have all that community. You know, yeah. you have so many people to talk to and yell at and <laughs> tell them to put things down. I know. Stop doing <laughs> that. Get that Stop out of your mouth. That. Yeah. I read something funny about parenting. It said parenting is somewhere between. Get that out of your mouth and ah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Like... <laughs> oh, God. I know. So true. Like Are you last... here to sit with me, Max? You can come sit next to me. La- like last night, I come downstairs. Come I hear one of the kids up, and I go down there. My son's wearing one of those um, flapper hats. Yes. You know, the ones with the, you the can ears. pin up. Yep. Yeah, he's wearing that with these sunglasses with red lenses and he's making this nerdy voice making a a low quality pixelated video about people making fun of his Android phone. (laughs) I'm like, what is going, where where am I? What What is going on? I know, it's just like, sometimes the kids do things and I just shake my head. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, in one time I came out of my bedroom and he had one of those (laughs) shower Bluetooth speakers with the suction cup yeah. stuck onto his stomach and he was dancing to Toto's Africa. <laughs> um, is he single? Good music taste, right? It's great music taste. <laughs> what are you doing? Sounds like a fun time. Sometimes the music's inside you. Like, literally. I think we've hit a stage in, in human development. We've peaked. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent, JV. We're devolving. We're devolving. <laughs> That's why they're turning people into half robots now. Oh, you know oh. what I mean? Like, we've all become, f- like, full a-hole, and now... Full a-holes? Yeah, full a-holes, and now... I'm being nice. Little I know. Here. And then, and then uh, now they're gonna, you're going to be, like, a half a a-hole, and then, like, a half a robot. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, well, whatever. As long as the robots do a better job of cleaning, I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, we tried that, the Roomba. Doesn't really work. It doesn't. No. I don't. Can robots get into nooks and crannies? Like people don't even do that. You know what I, I mean? Know. No one uses the attachments. I use the attachments on a, on a vacuum yes, cleaner. I love attachments. Oh, our attachments great. You get right into the corners of something. I, I love. We're in the couch. Cushion. I love sucking dirt out of corners so much. <laughs> I get high and clean all day. I love how you say that I have anxiety. But you use the attachments on a vacuum. I don't know if that's anxiety. I think it's that's more like anxiety. anal retentiveness. Yeah. I just I like it very, anxiety. very clean. No. Not really. I'm a clean freak. Like, when I clean, I clean. I'm, like, throwing bleach everywhere. Oh, yeah. I'm scrubbing. just scrubbing. You know, because, like, I'll tell the kids, oh, clean the bathroom. I'll go in there. They literally take one Clorox wipe, wipe the sink down, and they're <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> like, well, no. Like, the floor needs to be clean. The toilet needs to be clean. The tub. Sanitized. Women yes. sanitize. Men just shift stuff around. <laughs> 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 it's just moving things around. <laughs> Do you clean, JB? I clean. Well, you're an exception to the rule. I know. Because it's so fun I... to watch men dust. <laughs> <laughs> they just go around everything. You can pick it up and yeah. you just see the dust. You see the lines. <laughs> I will walk. Do you enjoy it? Yes. Oh, wow. 
I will walk in, in the past, I will walk into a woman's house when her bathroom's bad. Ow. Oh. <laughs> I think it's yeah, a that's smart it. move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good indicator. They can't keep a bathroom clean? No, they're not they're... keeping their privates clean, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no kidding. What? <laughs> you can't keep a sink clean? That's a big stretch. That's a big stretch. Those are like the two rooms that need to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. All the time, yes. bathrooms and kitchens, because I cannot stand a dirty bathroom. It, it, I get anxiety about it. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta clean it right. And my what about like, when you go into a restaurant and you see a dirty bathroom? Doesn't that, oh, doesn't that like, yeah. I cringe, it's I off-putting. cringe. I'm it's like, off putting. Yeah. I know. You want, clean up your you toilet paper. Want me to ruin some stuff for you guys? <laughs> oh, god. Marty, Here we yeah, go. Marty, that Marty be a ruins segment. everything. Ahead, ruin my day. I used to work for Coca-Cola back in the day before mm-hmm. I was a comedian. And you used to have to go into restaurants all the time. You go into their basements and into the kitchens, wherever they would, you'd have to store oh, stuff. Oh, man. So I... This is back in the day. I mean, we're, yeah. And we're talking like 100 to 200 restaurants that I would go into their kitchens like every year mm-hmm. and week after week. And I'm going to be honest, maybe, maybe... 30% were clean enough that I was like, hmm. Only 30%? Like oh, yeah. big name companies? You, by the way, if you ever order Chinese food from anywhere. Never do, right? If you ever order from anywhere, you have such a... There's fecal matter in your I mean, dim sum? I, I'll say this. There used to be like bags of rice like on pallets. You know, right. they have yeah. bags of rice. And you just see like mouse poop around them. And then you see like, a mouse run by. So it's not like, what is that? And that's, uh, not, that's not like the exception to the rule. That was like the rule in a clean place was the exception. Uh, no. Oh, gross. And I was going to apologize to anyone who owns a Chinese restaurant, but I realized no one's listening to this that owns a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, until they get letters like... <laughs> yeah, but even then they're not going to understand it. That, I'm unless I'm speaking in numbers. I mean, they can't, you can't even say, uh, like, give me an egg roll combo. You have to say, give me a D6. You think they know that I'm... You know? That is nasty. That is just gross. Yeah, I... Um, well, I'm, I'm mad about Chinese restaurants because they don't serve gluten-free stuff, so I miss my Chinese food. I'll still eat it, though. I love... Are you fr- gluten intolerant? Yeah. Man, that's more and more people. I heard that it's not a gluten intolerance. That's actually the chemicals that they're using, the pesticides and well, stuff. Well, that's what it is. On the, on the wheat. But it's also, I think, probably because... It, the wheat has been grown a certain way for so long that eventually it just grows. <laughs> it literally just sprouts with the pesticides already yeah. built into its contaminated soil. Yeah. Well, I have Crohn's disease, so I've I have like all these digestive issues. Ooh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Not to cut you off. Oh no, that's this fine. is an important question. When you were young, mm-hmm. did you have skin problems? Yes, I did. Did you use Retin A? What? Retin A, the cream for your oh, no, acne. No, no. I didn't. I actually had it on my arms real bad and on my back. Skin issues? Because uh, some stuff that you use to treat acne Mm -hmm. can cause Crohn's disease, and people don't realize that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't. There's your fact today. I think I just use, like, over-the-counter stuff. Okay. Um, Like, when I was a kid, I would get, like, these little red bumps all over my arms and stuff, and my mom thought it was just called baby acne that's what they called mm-hmm. it back yeah. in the day and come to find out that's a sign of gluten intolerance it's like histamine reaction <clears throat> yeah and um oh, so you were gluten intolerant before it was cool yeah right before it was I, well, I, before i even knew i wasn't diagnosed with crohn's until 2013 but wow. i went yeah went through my whole life with digestive issues and didn't know until then but uh but uh a year ago i got put on medical marijuana good and, for you girl and 
Well, I couldn't afford my Crohn's meds anymore. And you, you don't want to take that stuff because no. the side effects aren't worth it, and it's not—it's a band-aid to the bigger issues. Exactly. Because Crohn's is an inflammatory disease. Yeah. And a lot of it is dietary based. And when you're born a certain way, mm-hmm. your ancestors have eaten a certain way, you're going to be susceptible. Yep. to you know all sorts of issues but especially with Crohn's that's hard because it's so uncomfortable the symptoms are so inconvenient and inconsistent in, and inconsistent you can't really plan for that but it's mm-hmm. so sensitive to diet yeah like basically are, do you have a strict diet now I just uh, well when I went in and they um, evaluated all my symptoms and everything they you know gave me the prescription for medical marijuana so I got put on that's a high, awesome. high uh, uh, milligram milligram of CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a little bit of THC in it, and that can be a good. Re- uh, it basically like delivers it. Some people can recept the THC a little bit better when the T- CBD is yeah. attached. I do have a one. I have the vape pen for pain, mm-hmm. which is mostly all a THC, which gets gets can get me higher than a kite. Let me tell you, Amen, <laughs> sister. God bless but, you. But uh, I only do that at night. No one's I, judging you. You have 55 kids. Do you see what just happened? You have 55 children. Do you see what just happened? She was a girl making fart noises before the last commercial break. <laughs> and you brought up medical marijuana, and she snapped into She's a doctor. Dr. Jessica yeah. Musso, head of the University of Minnesota Research Hospital. I love THC. I love So I you love have inflammation? Yeah, and that's an inflammation. What, what, uh, what enzyme? What enzyme? She's breaking it down. <laughs> She does, she does this to me. She sends me articles on micronutrients. We talk it's, about it all the time. I'm a firm believer mm-hmm. in medicine working. Okay, yes. in the pharmaceutical approach. I'm a firm believer that there's a lot of pharmaceuticals that can help people alleviate. What pharmaceuticals fail to do is get to the root issue and the causes of these diseases, which more often than not are dietary and lifestyle influenced. Yeah. I mean, when you look at our, our medical industry and just... The pharmaceuticals alone, the history of it was plant-based. We learned all of our medicine from the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. And then Carnegie, who was rich from his oil money, realized that you can make a synthetic molecule that is found in almost every single pharmaceutical drug that's on the market right now. Mm -hmm. And Carnegie changed the history of how people were prescribed medicine. It was it, it was all synthetic drugs. He was one of the richest dudes. He was like, you know, one of those robber barons back in the day was like con- in control of everything. Basically was like, let's rewrite the way things are done. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller got on board because he had a bunch, a bunch of money too. And that's where our medication comes from. And we've totally gone away from a healthy approach. We're no longer curing anything. No. We're just creating more patients. It's yep. a business. Oh, it definitely is. Because like the side effects, I was on Humira. Oh, for a fuck. Long. And that stuff. Sorry, Max. Oh, don't worry about it. He hears that word all the time. Trust what me. kind of meds do you have to be on to not swear? <laughs> they make a pill for that? They say swearing is a sign of intelligence. It is. Thank it you. is. I'm constantly Marty swears. Do you know the whole time that she said all that? This is how long we've been on the road together. I just tuned it all out, and all I heard was like, I guess we're not ever playing Carnegie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. He's no, I, I totally get what she's saying because, like, especially with somebody who has a chronic illness, like I do, trying to find, and it's like they're just treating my symptoms. I'm like, no, I don't you want, want to just treat my symptoms. I want to alleviate my symptoms. I want them to go away and just stay in remission. Have you done any blood type uh, approach to your diet? Mm-mm. I didn't mean to turn this into like a. Uh, <laughs> this is Doctor Police. Oh, yeah. back with 
with Jessica Maypalooza, so I'm Cassie Schrader, sitting in for Tom, JV's here, I mean, we have a full crew, plus my youngest boy is here, Max is here. Of course, we were talking about my guts. <laughs> we were talking about your small intestine. Yeah. And then, just, yeah, the problem that we have with the pharmaceutical company, now, the problem I had with my Humira, I was taking it, I took it for like two years or something like that, and it got to the point where I could not afford it anymore because my insurance, you know, after the Affordable Hair, uh, Affordable Hair, Affordable <laughs> Health Care <laughs> Act was enacted, um, I, my medication was $1,500 a shot, and I, they wanted me to take four shots a month. It's crazy, like, the pricing of medicine in this country is, it, it should be criminal. It is. Oh, I yeah. know. The yeah. prices of medicine in this country since 2012 has gone up 40%. Ugh. Well, this state is about to enact legis- legislation on um, insulin. I hope they right, do. Right, because that's one of the most expensive drugs, which is right. insane right. because that affects the most people. Mm-hmm. And actually... You can insulin. buy in Canada for, like, peanuts. I was yep. going to say, insulin is cheap. Yeah. But it's all the other stuff that they develop mm-hmm. that they need money for. So they know people need insulin, so they raise the price of insulin. And then insulin, because people need that, uh, is also dietary-based. And when you look at our... Um, meal plans that we have in this country <laughs> every food we eat is inflammatory and that's why i was asking you about your diet because you said your doctor said you just needed to go gluten-free did she not even talk about like w- dairy or meat intake or any well, of that she did i mean she did say i because i'm lactose intolerant of course yeah i know <laughs> we all well, are because we're not supposed to drink milk yeah i see i don't <laughs> drink milk i just eat st- i don't eat a lot of dairy yeah to begin with because it messes with me but like one of the things that i love to eat that tastes good that's gluten-free is pizza so it's like i I know and it's like i can't go so that's probably where i get most of my dairy intake is from pizza Mm -hmm. because gluten-free food is expensive and some of it tastes like cardboard it's not great most of it does um but the gluten-free pizzas are good so can i snap into jesse may mode here for a second Mm -hmm. I know you might think that, oh, pizza's bad because of the gluten or because of the cheese, but a lot of people dismiss the tomato. Tomatoes and other nightshade vegetables like um, peppers or uh, certain kind of peppers, they're really inflammatory uh, for your system. No, they're inflammatory. Like a tomato, like, and I didn't realize that until I actually cut it out to see what happened. And I felt like a hundred times better. Really? Yeah. Yep. It's tomato. So like that's what I'm saying. If you're having digestive problems and stuff, mm-hmm. but you're eating like chips and salsa, or you're doing like try cutting it out for a couple of weeks. No peppers. No tomatoes. No nightshades. No fun. No fun. I know. Why? Why? But, but also so... like your doctor tells you to cut out gluten, but your doctor didn't tell you to implement anything else into your into your diet. Like you're so you're cutting out. The gluten, but what are you doing to counteract the inflammation? Because that's what's going on in your body. You should look into like inflammatory foods that are good for your blood type, because the blood yeah. type diet it goes back well, to I like see, your I, ancestors. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like I, I take turmeric supplements, that's good, and stuff like that to help alleviate any inflammation. I mean, ever since <laughs> I got on uh, the medical marijuana and went gluten free, I've haven't had really any issues. That's great. I've I've been in remission without 
pharmaceutical medications yeah. since. That's, That's so, awesome. Yeah, because over, uh, like about a year ago, it was a year ago, um, I was having such bad problems. I was so sick. I thought I was going to have to be hospitalized. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, one day I had like this bump right here on my hand. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, is that a bug bite? It's really painful. And then I would put, put my, push my hand like if I set it down. It felt like my whole hand was broken. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Then it started in my ankles. That's inflammation. And, if, and at first I thought I was like, God, do I have gout? No, yep. is it <laughs> sexy? Yeah, I know. Come to find out, it was a flare-up of arthritis, and that's when I decided to go in uh, to get uh, approved for medical marijuana in the state. Crohn's is one of the diseases that is approved for it, and I've been that's on it amazing. ever since. And I, I've been doing so much better. I mean, I still have joint pain, probably from damage of inflammation and stuff, and just everyday. You know, and stress like you got mm -hmm. a lot of you got a lot on your plate. <laughs> I do, I do. I manage it well, though. Yeah. I, you know, luckily the older kids are old enough to help out. Yeah, that's, you know? that's vital. And he tries to help me. Look, he just put Bunny on the table. He did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> He's helping. He tries to help. <laughs> He does. Sometimes he makes a bigger mess than what he's actually supposed to be doing, but, it, you know, it's the thought that counts, I think. But I, I still think it goes back to the way we process our food, the way we yes. develop our food yeah. and whatnot. Um, it does. There's... At age 52, I'm 57 now. I um, You're 57? Yeah, developed a nut allergy. You look younger than me. You have a nut allergy? Yeah. What the heck? And it, and it's not like I need to carry an EpiPen. It's like if I do enough sunflower seeds, peanuts, and some other nuts, I'll wake up the next morning with a sore throat. Yeah. Oh. It's interesting yeah. when you get older. Like when you yeah. eat something so long in your life and then your body's like, nope. Really? Yeah, and it was the strangest thing because, you know, I would work baseball games. Yeah. And I'd be in the dugout and I'd so be yeah. doing seeds and Next morning, I'd wake up and I'd be like, Ugh. you know, I think I'm coming down with something. So that game, and like, and I wouldn't do any seeds. I'd wake up the next morning, be fine. Huh. It, it took me like three years to catch on what the heck was going on, but yeah. Huh. So I was like that with walnuts, you know. The doctor was like, stop putting those in your ass. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> That's why I'm itchy there. <laughs> I, I recently can't, I can't drink red wine. Oh, really? I am so heartbroken. That's because you're an alcoholic. It has nothing I to do with an alcoholic. I am so <laughs> heartbroken. I love to have, like, a nice glass of red wine, and it's it's the preservatives. It's like he's saying. Like, yeah. it's a way we're processing these foods, and we start to, you know, develop an issue with them. Yeah. Red wine. I had to go buy organic red wine. You know what's amazing? Uh, when you go to Canada, like, we were just in Canada last week or whatever, the week before. When you when you eat in Canada, like, the bread or whatever you have, it just tastes better than uh -huh. what you have here and you realize it's because everything here is so loaded down with like you're talking about it's, it's over processed and GMOs i'm there it's not. And all. well yeah because yeah, my husband he he goes overseas every year for a group a group trip with his yep. listeners and he and he suffers from chronic migraines joint pain and everything when he says he goes over there and eats yeah. he doesn't feel that no that it's, drag yep. that he does when he's here eating yep he says that it, you know, it's, and it tastes better. 
And, yeah. and it's like, why why do we have to add all this crap into our food? But that's I, the thing that people, like, I get so aggravated with people who are like, hey, you, you want to restrict the free market? And, hey, uh, pharmaceuticals, free market. It's like there's certain types of things where the government should step in and be like, hey, Mm-hmm. This is making people sick. Don't do it anymore. Yep. We're not allowing that, you know. And mm-hmm. and and medicines, one of them, and foods, another one. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Canada, like those, those are two things. Like the pharmaceutical companies all do business in Canada. Somehow, there's still enough mm-hmm. around yeah. to to do business. Yeah. Cuba has better cancer research than we do here. Mm-hmm. And Cuba is a communist country. But here it's like, oh no, they got to charge a lot because it's research and development. It's not research and development. It's just, they, and it's, they don't even spend the money there because you no. put the shareholder above everybody else, right? right. So, it's all about the money. So, so it's the same thing with the processing foods. Well, you know, Coca Cola, for example, they used to your Coca Cola used to come in cane sugar. So, you, you, the sugar would come from a plantation or whatever, and they would put it in. They would make your Coca Cola, and then all of a sudden, someone was like, oh, uh, we could do this better with corn syrup, yeah. right? But where you know, corn syrup is a synthetic. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't have regular soda. If I drink soda, it either has to be made with real cane sugar or diet because the high fructose corn syrup yes. jack you up. It that's it, so inflammatory. I know. And and my husband's like, well, well, I can't have regular pop. I'm like, I don't know. It just makes me sick. It I love makes how you guys me feel like I'm pop. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know pop, 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 pop. But. Um, <laughs> It's adorable. They're like, oh. <laughs> oh, he makes fun of my Minnesota accent all the time. Yours is I don't really hear it. Maybe oh. it's Syracuse where we kind of sound the same. You do. I don't hear you it do. at all, okay? I don't hear it. I don't understand it. your accent at I, all. I don't hear well, an I accent. Well, I being in upstate New York, they kind of talk like Canadians. Similar, yeah. yeah. we got Canada and Midwest. Yeah. A lot of Canadian Midwest settlers over there. we're not far from Canada here, right? Like, oh, no, no, it's right no. north of us. It's right there, eh? Oh, it's right there. Oh, we take yeah. a rip. We take a rip and go right up there, right? Oh, yeah. It's just right up north there. Um but uh, well, some people think Minnesota is part of Canada. They think we're Canadian. It kind of is. I mean, it's all about <laughs> hockey. A lot, of, a lot of Native American stuff going on. I feel like you guys also believe in Sasquatch the way Canadians do. Oh yeah, there's definitely a Sasquatch. Is there thing Sasquatch? Is this Sasquatch country? Oh yeah, they Squatch country. Right, Squatch has been spotted up Come in on. northern Minnesota. Oh, Max yeah. has seen him. He was peeking into people's trailers. Come that on. was Marty. This oh, morning. Yeah. <laughs> me or Looking my, for a Lucy Goosey. What's it called? Juicy Lucy. Juicy Lucy. That is something totally different. That's my mom and her heyday. Oh, Nancy Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. You want to get a little Lucy Goosey? So is your state symbol, just to be clear, is it a Sasquatch? Holding a loon? Holding, no, with a loon under an yeah. arm, eating a Juicy Lucy? Probably. Okay. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> I know. We, we need to make so that. Much. Whoever's oh. listening here, please design a shirt with Squatch holding a loon and a loose goose. Yes. And it says Minnesota. This nice. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about that. Oh, I love those those state shirts that you can get at, like, It's got to be saying something polite, too. Yeah. <laughs> at the gas station. <laughs> that would be an Well, it was funny because we... Um, a, in August, we went out to um, Sox Center, Minnesota, where one of the most haunted hotels is, is the Palmer House Hotel. And my husband's, no. my husband's in a paranormal. How are you going to sit there and Your me? husband's in a paranormal? What do you mean? Well, is he, he an investigator? Yeah. Yes. Well, he just started his new You're not show on find travel. Your, she wants to find her dead dad. Okay. You're well, not going to find him. Really? I see him right What's now. What's his show on travel called? The so, Holzer Files. It just started. That's awesome. Yeah. he's. They're going through and taking old case files from Hans Holzer. But he's he had a radio show <laughs> <Holzer>. here. In, 
He's a household name. <laughs> My name is Hans Hall, so yeah. He's, he's yeah. a household name. Do you want to see me? Oh, yes, I'm the naked German ghost. Yeah, but he also, <laughs> he also hosts a Midnight in the Desert, which was Art Bell's old uh, radio program. Oh, my God, Art Bell. Yes, he took over it's Art Bell's like, show. Oh, my God. Art he, Bell sounds like a wet rag. He used to be Mark like, he was, he, he's he, one, he was out there. there. He's the one who created Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. I don't know what that is. So oh. he, he used to have like a really pleasing voice, but he would say the crazy. If you listen to his voice, you'd be like, this is relaxing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm our bail. But then if you listen to what he said, it was the most what disturbing stuff. What would he say? It was my best art bell. I don't know how to say <laughs> He would talk a, a lot about like Area 51. Oh, cool! Yeah. I'm into Art Bell. <laughs> yeah. So your husband, how did he get into paranormal investigating? Um, well, he started his radio show back in 2006 called Darkness Radio, which was in the Twin Cities here, and then now it's moved over to Podcast One called Beyond the Darkness. It's Ooh, just on the good weekend. title. But yeah, he he he's been into the paranormal his whole life. He grew up in a haunted house and everything else. Has and, had experiences, I'm assuming. Yes. And he started a radio show, and his career is built off of that radio show. And that he's in Chicago right now because he's doing the Chicago Ghost Con. That's so cool! Does I he love do Collins? ghost stories. Huh? Does he do Collins? Collins? Like to the yeah? Po- would he like call into my podcast? Oh, Collins! Because um, yeah, I want to do that so bad. I want to call him like, "Hi, I'm a ghost." Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you want a ghost to call him? Yeah. Yeah, at Midnight in the Desert, they t- they do take live calls. He he's live um, Monday through Friday, is Central Time. It's eleven to two a.m. Eastern Time. It's twelve to three a.m. But and you can listen it on uh, midnightinthedesert.com. Twelve to three. A. That's awesome. That's right, my wheelhouse. Have you guys have you had an experience? Oh, I've had many. What what was the freakiest one? It's 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 October season, so it's. Oh, let's it's see. Well, I just actually mentioned Halloween some season. I did today. But well, okay, when we were at the Belvoir Winery in uh, Liberty, Missouri. Um, I, we were doing an EVP session, okay. which an EVP session is electronic voice phenomena where you record, you, you ask a question, back. and you play it back. It well, sounds like white noise, and you play it back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> They had like this ghost Dad? box thing where it, you know, it, it records and it kind of has like this echoey sound to it. It's kind of eerie. Okay. And we were asking questions and then we listened to it back and, and nobody else picked up it, but I have really good hearing. And I'm like, wait a minute, go back, go back. And he played it back and I could hear it. It said, somebody asked, are you happy that we're here? It went, get out. And then all of a sudden, they asked like a, a similar question. All of a sudden, you could really hear it and it was angry. It said, get out. Out really. Oh man, that's so great because you can't do nothing to you. You can sit there and piss it off all day. That'd be do that. But why would a ghost not want people to show up? You know, you've been alone. Maybe you're alone. Maybe they're having ghost parties and like you guys are totally. Drag. You guys are just a drag on our party right <laughs> I now. I know, right? Asking all these questions. We're just trying to have fun. Get out of here. <laughs> so you think the ghost was literally like, just get out? Yeah, just get out. But yeah, we were at the, um, we go to the Palmer House quite often in Sox Center. and That's the haunted place? Yeah, it's a haunted hotel. It was built, I think it was built in 1901. Why do people think it's haunted? What's the, fa- is there a famous, you know, there's always like a lady in a pink dress yes. that floats with a cup of coffee well, or something. Well, there's a couple of There's always ghosts. some chicken address. There's always some girl in the Oh, like, oh, my husband hung me. Never a guy in the tux. <laughs> Never a guy in the tux. No. Never. It's always a lady in a shitty dress. Yeah. I know. It's always, it's always the woman. We're That's even crazy so posthumously. It's really rude. Well, one of the famous ghosts at the Palmer House Hotel is Lucy. 
Lucy Goose. And she was a juicy lady of Lucy. the night. See? She, she was juicy. Yeah, yeah. Lucy. And then there's the guy who lives across the hall from her is Raymond, and he's an asshole. He's Raymond a sounds like an asshole. He is. He's a jerk. He likes to mess with people, and every time I go, if we try and if somebody He's a ghost, that, though. How does he's he mess with people? Like, what are well, the stories? Okay. You can mess with a ghost way more than they can mess this, with you. This was actually very disturbing. We had, I was using an SLS camera. And what an SLS camera is, it's got, you know, like the Xbox Connect? Yeah. It has that on it, and you have a tablet. And what yeah. it does, it, it picks up the infrared? head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and you get a stick figure. Whoa. Well, it can pick up something that you can't see. Okay. Because it's, it's shining all these, like, uh, laser lights mm-hmm. to to make an image, right? And one time I I was in Lucy's room and I was had it angled into the bathroom. Now I was stepping off to the side because if I angled it in the bathroom, I could see my image in the mirror. So I didn't want it to pick up my image. Does it only pick up organic or does it pick up all shapes? It it can pick up all shapes. Like it, if it saw this camera sitting here, it right. could try and it'll okay. try and map it in. But then it, you can kind of see okay, it's not an actual person or a figure right. it's a pole or There's something a skinny lady with three legs and <laughs> <a shitty> head. <laughs> exactly but um so i and all of a sudden a figure popped up on the on the on the sink and i'm like oh and i said hello and i said can you please raise your right hand just to see if the all of a sudden the right hand went oh up. come on i have it on youtube you do oh, i do i want okay, to see, see it too and then um i said okay and i said are you? If you're Lucy, raise your hand. Hand went up. Arm went up. I said, okay. You we'll weren't talk. scared. You're just like, no. okay. No, there's I wasn't. a lady shitting in the sink. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if you're Lucy, do the macarena. And what's That's weird, what and, and this has happened with uh, other investigators with Lucy. Every time Lucy shows up, another figure will pop in, and that other Fucking figure, Raymond. We, we think it's Raymond. And all of a sudden, it looked like Did they Raymond... were intertwining these two figures. <gasps> they were boning. Ghost no. bone. I think he was choking her because he's known to be well, abusive. They could still be, you know. <laughs> maybe she's into it. She's into, you know yeah, what I mean? Maybe. I don't do know. we know how Lucy died? I mean, I, don't, I honestly, I don't know how she died, but eroticism um, and abuse dances on a fine line. Yeah, and so I started yelling at the other figure. I'm like, did he not? stop? Yeah, he, he went away. My husband has one too of the same in the same room. All of a sudden, you see Lucy sitting. She goes and sits next to somebody in a chair, and, and she was talking about how her grandmother had just died. The girl, the real person, the real person, and all of a sudden, <gasps> the stick figure puts her like put her hand on her leg, like to say, "Oh, it's okay." And then all of a sudden, this other stick figure, which is probably Fucking Raymond. Fucking Raymond is such a attention whore. It's weird because like there was an overhang on the door. And all of a sudden, this thing crawled up underneath it. It was like spider walking on the ceiling, and then crawled back out. What was See, that? Was that the dog? No, Raymond's that was, dog. It was oh. a. It was shaped like a human, but it was like crawling on all fours. Okay, I need to see these videos. But we saw that one video from the. Um, Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. Yeah. They, where they have this video that the whole staff claims at this comedy club, which is very old. Yeah. It's an old bank. It's an old bank. From like the early 1900s. Is that how old that building is? At least almost 1920, years? maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. so it's a very old building. Yeah. And the whole staff, when we went there, they were saying, like, it's definitely haunted here. We have this video. And Marty and I were like, okay, whatever. And they sent me this. It's a security camera video. And the the POV is of the bartender's server station. Mm-hmm. And it's at night after. It was all closed, and they're cleaning up all the... So everything's put away. All the glasses are cleaned. And you can see the bartender in there just kind of, like, putting some stuff away. And the glasses are all in front of them stacked up on this 
like a uh, bar area and between the glasses and the edge of the the bar area it's probably about i don't know like six and a half inches so the bartender leaves the frame and you can see a glass literally fly off mm-hmm. fly out and down yep and there was nobody in there they none of them claim that they were messing around at all and they're all like freaked out don't you, you saw that video i, did, I, I mm-hmm. think i did i was drunk you were, was it you did you knock it over with your penis? <laughs> um, I want to believe. Penis. All right, so here's one for you. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Ghost story is so much better than no, pop No, this is knees. a ghost story. I'm, I'm, I'm changing gears a little bit because oh, it's in the same vein. Son of a... Uh, alien abduction. Yeah. It's oh. real. I've never said this out loud to anyone before. <gasps> you got we probed. got an exclusive? <laughs> you got probed in the butt by in an alien. No, uh, that's Max, really funny. cover your ears, earmuffs. <laughs> no, when I was... Uh, <laughs> oh, what? The boy. kid is such a good kid. I love that. Um, when I was in, like, maybe... Before I knew what alien abductions were, uh-huh. before... Because like, you got to go back to, like... I, I'm going to say I, I was maybe, like, fourth grade? Fourth grade? So that's... How old are you when you're in fourth grade? Well, how smart are you? You could be 22. <laughs> like 9, I'm 10. Nine, nine, yeah, yeah, nine, nine. So, so around 1981, 82. So that's before there was like talk of alien abductions or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had the most vivid. Here's the weird part. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this person to listen to this after because it, who knows. But I had this ridiculously vivid dream of being abducted onto a spaceship. And this girl that was in my class... Who I did have a crush on at the time, though. Probed you in the butt with an no, alien. No, but she oh, okay. was she was on the thing on the same ship. Oh, really? And what's crazy about that? Did and she I have never the same said anything. Dream? But I, and she lives in my town, and she's a friend of mine. I see her like probably once every few years, and uh, I've just never mentioned it to her because oh. I'm like, how do you even bring that up? But would how do you just be like, hey, dream? here's a weird thing, man. Do you ever remember? Did she say she had the same dream? Never did, but here's the weird part. The next day I went to school, and mm-hmm. we saw each other in school. You ever have, like, a moment where you look at someone and you think, like, you look at each other kind of like you each know something, but you don't know oh, something? Oh, you don't want to talk about it? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought, and it could be me, but I thought in that moment I had that moment. Now, I'm going back to, I remember this so vividly. you were nine, you had a crush on a girl, you imagined you guys boned on an alien ship. I didn't imagine we boned. <laughs> you looked we at her in the adding. hallway and you thought you had, you sent her a telepathic message you and she agreed. You need to give them that t-shirt no. where it's okay. got the aliens and I love experience. how I listen to all your horse shit, your micronutrients, <laughs> and your goddamn and I'm telling you this bullshit alien abduction story ever. I'm listening to your. It's based on a dream. I want some hard facts. You got to get him that T-shirt that's got the alien with the spaceship. It says, "Come on, let's go do some butt stuff." Well, <laughs> the girl, her, the girl's name is Nikki LaDuke. Nikki LaDuke is a good name. Yeah, yeah. Nikki LaDuke. That's a yep. great name. Yep, she's she a friend run of mine. So, so now I'm going to send her a message like, "I need you to listen to this podcast." All right. And then tell me. And then if she goes. <gasps> Oh my I saw God. you in the hallway, and I I wondered if you had had the same dream. Then we got something. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Then we got. I'll something. fly back out here with her. We'll do another podcast. <laughs> well, we I love how that seems so weird <laughs> to you guys. She's over here. The ghost is doing the hokey pokey, and she's got <laughs> like, video though. We're gonna she's like Simon says, put your hand and and no, no problem. Yours is based off a dream you had when you were eight. But a nocturnal emission. Who dreams? Cover your ears. <laughs> 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 I don't know how to parent. I'm doing it the wrong. Who? Yeah. A little out of order. It's okay. Who dreams? Who dreams that 
in the 80s before that was even a real thing. And People were talking about kid. abduction. Well, Fire listen to sky. Midnight in the Desert with Dave Schrader Monday through Friday, and you'll find out because people no, have, have those stories. Mm-hmm. Well, our hour is up, what? sadly. I know. We're ending oh, that abduction. Good luck out there, everybody. <laughs> go to bed with butt plugs. <laughs> Cover your ears. But make sure you go see Jessamay Peluso at House of Comedy. With Marty Caproni. Yes. Oh. Tonight, uh, Seven what is it? Seven thirty and nine forty-five. Saturday, seven and nine thirty, and Sunday at seven. We'll be fresh off a horsebacking ride. Yeah. Yes. What did I just say? <laughs> horsebacking. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. Thank it was you. a fun. We thank covered you. tons of topics. Yeah, lots but of stuff. Up next, we got Adrian Washington and JJ Williamson. I believe. Yes. I want to keep calling them Williams, but it's Williamson. They're going to be, and they're going to be at the Poor House this weekend. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we love to have our comedians. At Fridays are so well, much thanks fun. for having us. Oh, Thank yeah. You. And good luck with your gut and your children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they, they'll two go hand in hand. And your ghosts. And, and your ghosts. And my ghosts. ghosts and children. We want to see your videos. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll send you a link or something. Yes. Okay. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family. 